All right. Let's pray again. Jim, you want to lead it? Thank you, Lord, for another chance to come out to your house. Lord, I pray that you'll just settle in with us here. Lord, you'll teach us something from your word. Lord, you'll show us how to apply it so that we can be better servants for you. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Amen. Revelation 21. Revelation 21. Appreciate Brother Troy filling in for me while I was gone. Revelation chapter 21. Let's see. Anybody remember what we talked about last time we talked about this? Subject, end times. Yeah. Oh, who said that? Is that you? New Jerusalem? Yeah. Any more specific? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What? Foundations, gates, but yeah, the last thing we talked about was the temple. Remember that? I think I got through one verse the last time we talked. <laughs> and it was verse 22. So let's read there to the end of the chapter and we'll see. How far we get. Revelation twenty one twenty two, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither <clears throat> excuse me, whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So we talked about um, the temple. No temple there. Y'all remember that? And we talked about why. And um, we talked about the different temples. And we talked about what the temple was for. And how all that was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We went to Hebrews and read. I think it was Hebrews chapter 10. And talked about how Jesus is better. Than a lot of things. Than anything. But Hebrews specifically talks about a couple of things. So look at verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God, I just was reading and lost my place. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So, we see that in this city that there's no need for the sun or the moon for the glory of God lightens the whole thing. Does that, does that remind anybody of anything? If not, it's okay. But that, as soon as I read that verse, it reminded me of something else in the Bible. Anybody? Nobody? Genesis 1. There be anything there? Like spark? So when you, you look at the creation record and, and look at Genesis chapter 1, and when we went through creation, we talked about it. And, um, 
Well, let's just turn there. Might as well read two verses at least. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created. Doesn't say Charles Darwin. (laughs) I don't want to get off on this. (laughs) It doesn't say that millions and millions of years and evolution caused this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Singular heaven, by the way. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So we had light on what day? First day. All right. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So we had the sun and the moon created on the fourth day, but we had light on the first day. How's that possible? I mean, maybe a couple of different explanations, but how do you think that's possible? There was light on the first day. There was a separation of day and night on the first day, but the sun is not created until the fourth day. That's what some people say. So Jim said the verse 14 is a recap of what was done in verse 4-ish, 3 and 4. So that's one, one, one suggestion. I'm not certain of that. I yeah, yeah, that's just some, what some people say. And, and the reason I ask that is because there are two accounts of people being created, and one, unless random people were created in different locations, one must be a recap of the original. Yep. That's right. So the Bible, if you read through Genesis, it talks about the creation of man very broadly, and then it goes back and gives details later about that creation and the things that happened there. So don't get that mixed up. People will try to use that to trip you up. So Jim's saying maybe this is like that. So that's one thing. Not that you believe that. Just, Just a thought. Okay. What's your opinion? No, I'm asking first. <laughs> What's something else? How can you have light without the sun? Well, you can have light because God is light. Okay, so so God was that light in verse three, maybe. Maybe so. Okay. And, uh, and certainly, I don't argue that. that that's what some people say. <laughs> so. Anything else? That's about. I think if you. 
I think generally, if you're going to make that case, that that I don't know how I want to express this. Get up here and do it from up here. With respect to creation in general, God is the light. But with respect to day and night on what was created, then the lights that he made shine on that to divide the time, as we were talking about earlier. The only reason time means anything to us is because we know that we don't have very much of it. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be something, some kind of demarcation of time on this created place and the light during the day and the light that rules the night are the dividers of time on earth. Yep. Okay. That's true. So it's a delineation of time for us. Time which was created in verse 1. When it said in the beginning. It wasn't really the beginning. It was the beginning as far as we can think back. But it wasn't really. That's when the clock started. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So some people think that that's mainly the two things. Um, and I'll be honest. Well, I mean, you know, my, I don't know. So, but that's the two main points. It's that God created the sun and the moon, but that I, I don't know how to word it besides to say that there was some haze and you couldn't really see the sun, but it, its light kind of came through. And then he established that as the sun and the moon in verse 14. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. And then that verse 14 would become a recap. But that's the only problem I have with that is that's not the flow of, of, of this creation account. I mean, it, this one here, when it's, when it's talking about these seven days, it, it, it just kind of talks about this. And it really does that with man, but, you know, it, 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 it doesn't do it with anything else. Um, but it's possible. talking about the same light. I mean, if the fact that we realize that God is light is framed in our relationship to him. If people weren't going to be created, it wouldn't matter. There would be nobody to tell that God was light. God is the the light, Mm -hmm. and the sun and the moon are a source of light for us. Yeah. Yeah, till we get to this pearly city, and then the city is lighted by exactly. God. <laughs> exactly. So you know, either way you go, and I don't want I don't want to stay on this too long. It's just interesting to me that in the Genesis account, one very common belief is that that light that he's talking about in the first part of Genesis is is the light of God. That's a very common belief that it's the light of God, and then he created the sun and the moon later, and established those things that way. And then you have the other belief. And so the, the thought of God being the light for the city um, is not that outlandish. I mean, when you think about it, if that could be possible. We're constantly, not constantly, we're often told in the Bible that God is light. God is light. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Um, but notice that it also says that the sun, let me see here, where is that at? It says in verse 
23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So there's two key words, I think, there. Um, does this imply that the sun and the moon are, are gone, destroyed? Now, lot, I mean, you read some stuff, that's what they say, though. So, like what? You need a minute? You need a minute to look no, it up? No, oh, okay. Alrighty then. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Right. The sun and moon are contained in the second heaven. That's right. So notice that the Bible says there's no need for the sun or moon. It doesn't say that they're gone. Right. Because then... I mean, God can do anything. And if you're going to answer that to everything, we might as, not, might as well not ever talk about a plethora of things. But if you take away the sun and the moon from the earth's activity, you got, you get, you, you're going to have problems. I mean, the moon and the sun does a lot for this earth. The lot, you know, the, some things we realize, some things I don't think we probably do realize. I mean... Um, what happens if we lose the sun? What's one thing that happens? We freeze. <laughs> what happens if you lose the moon? You won't have tides. <laughs> you won't have tides. Is that a good thing? It'd be dark at night. You wouldn't have any tides, which would be terrible. Um, so there, there's a lot of problems here. Just notice that it says it has no need of the sun or the moon, not that they're gone. So I think the sun and the moon are still there. The stars are still there. This first heaven and the first earth are really the only things that we're dealing with here that have been um, re, re, remade. And so it says that God and the Lamb are the light of it. Now, verse 24. Oh, my goodness. Verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. So you can handle verse 25 pretty easy. We've already talked about that. The gates are not shut. We talked about that the last time I think I was here. Well, maybe the time before that. Why did they shut their gates in the olden days? To keep an enemy out. They shut them at dusk when it was starting to get dark. Well, you don't have to worry about that here. And we're going to be told later that nothing impure is ever going to enter this city. So it's not for safety. So they don't have to worry about shutting their gates. There's no night. So they don't have to worry about shutting the gates. The gates are open all the time, and I think that has some significance with the access to this city. Now, who are these that it's talking about in verse 24? And this is, uh, I'm going to say, I mean, there are some problematic <laughs> verses in the Bible. Not problematic in the sense that I don't believe them. Problematic in the sense that I have a hard time understanding them. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. 
and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Now, before we kind of talk about this, remember, this city is not all that there is. I've tried to nail that home because I'd say the majority of people just believe that. But it's not. There's a new earth out there. And this city comes down from heaven, and depending on what you believe, either sits on the earth or hovers above right off the earth. But it's fixed. It's not the whole world. So whose home is the city is something that we talked about. And one thing that we mentioned was it's definitely the church's home. And if you remember, as we've kind of come through this thing, the church was raptured out. We had the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, you had the tribulation saints, uh, you know, be given their new bodies. Then you had the millennium, and you had people being born in the millennium. And um, at the end of the millennium, we don't know what happens. Not really. God destroys the armies that came against Jerusalem. And then there's a big question, well, what happened to everybody else? So, who are these, who do you think these nations of, of them which are saved and these kings of the earth are? I don't think there's another question you have to ask before you can answer that one. Ask it. Is this literal or symbolic? Okay. And depending on which way you answer that question, that question will form your answer to the question that you ask. Okay. You think it's literal or symbolic? Anybody? Well, you have a thought? Well, if it is, I, I can't, no, I, I can't give you an answer as to which one it is. If it is symbolic, then I think that would mean that there are people of every race, nation, creed from all over. If it okay. is literal, then every time I trace back, and the and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. If that is literal, that's talking about the the people who are living on the earth, going on, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor to it. The first question there is who is who are the kings of the earth at this time? Uh-huh. That could only be the people who are set up to rule and reign. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. They're set up to rule and reign. You're not talking about we had the verse where it says those that rule and reign with Christ, are you? We had a discussion several, I guess a few months back, about who is ruling and who is the ruler. Yeah. In the millennium. That's when we, yeah, but that's when we, that's when we were talking about it, yeah. So in the millennium, you had definitely that verse that talks about, and they shall rule, rule and reign with Christ a thousand years, and we talked about that. Here you have these people in this new city, and you have some that are living in the city, and the question is, who are these kings of the earth that are bringing the glory and honor from these nations into this city? I think there's another question to ask. <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> Let's answer one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, what specifically are they singing? Well, yes. Yeah, no, don't do that yet. Okay. Yeah. 
You've already thrown two more questions in. Is it literal or is it symbolic? What do you think? Just an opinion. We don't know. Literal or symbolic? Literal or symbolic? What do you think? (laughs) Oh, goodness. In the big scheme of things, no. If you want to study the Bible in these words here, yes. What do we always say? What did we say? When we, that's the first thing we talked about when we t- started the end times. The very first thing was that what do you, you got to be? You have to be careful because, in my opinion, if you don't, if you're not careful, you'll symbolize the whole thing away. Unless you have a reason to take it symbolic, I don't see a reason here. It's my that's Jay's opinion. I think it's symbolic. If so, assuming I'm right for once. Who are these people? You've got kings of the earth bringing glory and honor into this city. Ninety-nine point nine percent of people never even thought about this, heard of this, talked about this. Nothing. That's why it's so difficult. That's why when I ask these questions, y'all sit there and look at me. I don't even know what you're talking about. Does it matter? <laughs> it don't matter. I might as well sit down. <laughs> oh, goodness. Who, who do you think they are? It's a hard question, boy. So your premise is that this is liberal? That's my premise. Okay. I'm not saying I'm 100%. I think it is. If you ask me to make a choice, I'm choosing literal. No problem. <laughs> So who could these kings of the earth be? That definitely goes into what, we, that's kind of why I laid that out at the beginning. Who lives in the city? Because evidently you've got people, if it's literal, I'm not going to say that every time, but assuming it's literal, you've got people living in the city and you've got people living in this new earth. And so, it's, it's a very, it's a very unexpected statement. <laughs> and it's a very hard statement for me to understand. It may not be for anybody else. But if you fully understand it, please tell me. Let me sit down. You get up here because I want to know. It's hard. But assuming it's literal and assuming that the city is home for certain of us maybe the church only maybe the church and the tribulation saints only and let's assume that that the city is only the home to the church and maybe the tribulation saints doesn't mean we're the only ones that can go in and out of it I think this verse proves that and the gates being open but that's, let's just say that's our home. Who else is left on the earth? Or is that it? 
That's one. Were you, were you about to? Okay. Old Testament saints, yeah. Well, who else might be there? What, what happened to everybody that was alive at the end of the millennium? We kind of talked about that. And we don't really know. But you had the church age that we live in today. And we were raptured out. And we got our new bodies. We're not in our fleshly, as we know it now, bodies. Then you had the tribulation. Then you had the tribulation saints raptured out, evidently. And that's where everybody thought there's always just one rapture. It was like, whoa. Because there's not. You had them raptured out. And they were given their new bodies. And we rule and reign with Christ. Who are we ruling over? People that lived through the tribulation and went into the millennium. They're in their normal mortal bodies in the millennium. And people are born during the millennium and probably die. A lot of people think nobody dies in the millennium. I don't know. And if you remember at the end of that thousand years, Satan, and you know, he's, he's, he's chained during that time. At the end of that, he goes out, and I think if you read between the, the lines, very easily <laughs> deceives people because they had no deceit during that time. Deceives these people on the earth and they come against Jerusalem as many as the sand, the seashore. And God kills every one of them. But what about the ones that he didn't kill? The righteous that were living in the millennium. What happened to them? That's the question for me. What happens to those that lived in the millennium and stayed true and were righteous and were not part of that revolt and God didn't kill them? What happened to them? There's only a couple of options. <laughs> and we've already discussed them. Some are looking at me like we haven't. We've already talked about this. Some, either they were translated and given their new bodies like the rest of us. Or, what's the other option? They entered this time in their mortal bodies. That's the two choices. No matter which one you go with, that's your, that's your two choices. So. You're getting way on out there to something. Yeah, I don't know. What would have been the disposition of those people during the period of the first earth passing away and the new earth created? Exactly. What happened to them? And we asked that question. You weren't here. But we asked that question. And we don't know. God put them in a container somewhere? Boxed them up. I mean, he's well able to do that. I agree. We We just don't know. So the point is... Is, is that it's possible that you have a city as a home for this group of people, the church, maybe the tribulation saints, maybe the Old Testament saints. I'm not sure. I never know about them. And then you've got this group of people who could have lived through the millennium and in their mortal bodies dwell on this new earth. 
And in this new earth, they established nations and kingdoms and rulers. But the mistakes of the millennium will never happen again. That's over because they're saved. I think that's actually two different people here. They're saved. They're righteous. They're never going to revolt. All that's over. They will dwell. They will live. They will rule in accordance with whatever God and the Lamb say. And so it could be that you have these nations out there. Now, the Bible says that the sun and the moon aren't needed for the city. It doesn't say they're not needed for the earth. So it's quite possible that the sun and the moon are still the things that give light to the rest of the earth. And all these cycles, all these geologic cycles continue just like they are today. And you've got this city and you've got these people. A separation. However, these kings of the earth are obviously able to enter this city and bring their glory and honor into it. I don't know what that means. But they evidently come into that city and give honor and glory to God and the Lamb in some way or another. (laughs) So that's the options. The nations of them which are saved. That's what it says, I think. And the nations, verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved. Is Jane here today? Yep, okay. You want to talk about end times, Jane? This is a good one. And the nation, it's always good when nobody will talk. <laughs> That's got to be the hard part. <laughs> nobody except Jim. <laughs> and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the, in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, neither shall, be, shall there be no night there. It's, it's uh, constant access. Constant access. And if you're living in a city, why do you need access? You already have it. There's obviously people without the city. You can get in all those discussions about who they are and what they're doing. It's obvious. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, neither shall there be uh, night there. And they shall bring their glory and honor, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it any, well, before I move on, real quick, I guess this kind of goes back to what Jim is saying. There's one other option here, and that is that this verse, when it talks about the kings of the earth, is another name for the people that dwell in the city. And not only are you given, I don't want to say property, that don't sound right, I had another word, boundaries in the city, but you're given boundaries out in the new earth. And it's just talking about one people, kings of the earth. Those that dwell in the city are given these boundaries out in the earth and they can come and go and they can rule over these parts in the new earth as well. Um, I don't subscribe to that. I don't know that there's anything wrong with it. Um, I think what we talked about earlier makes the most sense in light of Scripture. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So, I mean, there's really nothing to say about that verse. 
That's kind of what we talked about. Even though I believe that you'll have kingdoms, nations established in the earth, and there'll be rulers, there'll be no conceit. There'll be no jealousy. There'll be no war. There'll be no greed. There'll be none of that. We can't imagine that. Because as soon as you send somebody to Washington, D.C., they develop all those traits. Give somebody a little bit of power, and all they want is to get more and to keep it. That's all they want. It won't be that way here. I have no idea. I mean, they're not just those things I said. <laughs> I mean, they do establish processes and things and make sure things are done and make I mean you know yeah I mean the Bible doesn't really talk about it but where do they get their food from do they eat food <laughs> I mean in verse chapter 22 we'll talk about a tree and we'll talk about a river so you know they may bring order Forever, I mean, we don't know how many people we're talking about living out there. Um, yeah. How much time we got? None? Okay. Mm, yeah, I think so. Then why is there this prohibition against it? Against what? If there's against things that defile or work of abomination or make up a lie, if those things aren't present, why is there a prohibition against it? Well, we I'm see not that. Saying that they are. Yeah. I'm just asking a question. Well, we see those things at different times. If you go back in verse, uh, Jim's asking if those things don't exist. Why is the Bible mentioning mentioning it? Mention, mention, why is the Bible talking about it? <laughs> but if you go back and you. Why are we assured that they won't be allowed in if they don't exist? Well, the same thing is done in verse 8. When it talks about a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem, verse 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. That's not when they're cast there, They've already, they're already there. So why are we saying that again? We, that's, and I don't know if you're here, but that's what we talked about. I'm like, why is that verse here? They're gone. Why are we even talking about that anymore? Reaffirming and maybe another warning is kind of what we said. Make sure you're not one of these. That makes sense. Because it, you ain't getting in. Yeah. And it may be the same thing. Make sure you're not one of those. You ain't getting in there. So anyway, good discussion. We're ready to get to the easier topic. <laughs> yeah, where I actually get some, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I'm going to thank you, Lord. All right. I'm having such a good time, I almost call on Marsh to pray for us. <laughs> but we've only got a minute, and there ain't no way she, I mean, once she starts, I'm just, I'm, I'm picking 
All right, Mr. Jimmy, you want to dismiss us in prayer?